The Old Testament reading for the Easter sunrise celebration of the resurrection of our Lord comes from the book of Job, the 19th chapter. Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. This is the word of the Lord. Christ has risen from the dead. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. The epistle reading comes from Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth, the 15th chapter. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel, which serves as the text for our sermon this morning, comes to us according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, 
Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. And this is the gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Well, today is such a day of great joy and celebration. It's a day of victory for Christ and for all his people. Today our Lenten sorrow and mourning is over. Today we sing the full songs of joy and adoration, shouting out Alleluia again and again after so many weeks of refraining. Today our hymns are no longer mournful dirges, but songs of triumphant joy. Our prayers and our liturgy are filled with joy and jubilation as we give thanks to our Lord and celebrate our Easter victory. Because today, Jesus Christ rose from the grave just as he promised. He gave his life as the perfect sacrifice to pay the penalty of our sin, and in eternal victory he has now taken up his life again, never more to die. He has risen from the grave and shattered the chains of death that bound his people, setting us free, giving us the absolute guarantee that we too will rise from the grave because we have been united with him. And so this morning, we come together very early to begin our celebration of Jesus' Easter victory, which is our Easter victory as well. But after we have shared the last Alleluia in this service, after we have spoken the benediction, we are not finished. Our celebration continues after this service with a delicious Easter breakfast, a time of fellowship where we can continue to celebrate our Easter victory and rejoice in all that Jesus has done for each and every one of us. And then we can come back together again to receive the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ again, receiving the full benefits of his death and resurrection, receiving the fruits of his Easter victory by our mouths to the great benefits of our souls. This morning, we are filled to the brim with our Easter celebrations, rejoicing all morning long that Jesus has given us the eternal gift of his resurrection and ours. All morning long, we are filled with the overwhelming joy of our Easter victory. And then we're going to go home. And we're going to read the newspaper or turn on the TV or the radio or see the internet headlines. And we're going to hear more about shootings and terrorism and how it's bound to happen here sooner or later. We'll get an update on how many people have been killed in the Ukraine. We'll skim over the article that ridicules the entire state of Texas for thinking that babies shouldn't be killed in the womb. We'll see more and more of our religious rights crumbling before the intolerance of social justice warrior bullies and spineless civil servants. We'll bicker and fight with our family over a ham dinner that's not quite as delicious as we had hoped. We'll start thinking again about our financial worries, our job insecurity, the future of our country, all the problems and the worries that we were able to set aside for a few hours this morning at church. They'll come flooding back upon us, 
and our feeling of triumph will quickly be swept away. But hey, at least we got to celebrate our Easter victory for a few hours, right? I mean, that is how our days are most likely going to go, isn't it? Here in the church, we can sing and rejoice and celebrate because we can really feel the Easter victory. But out there, we don't feel it so much because there's so much bad and evil and pain in the world that overwhelm us instead. Once we leave this building, once the smell of lilies has faded from our noses, once we get back to the daily grind, our Easter victory seems kind of like a distant memory. In here, we can sing joyful Easter songs and shout alleluia. Out there, we have to deal with divorce and taxes and property line disputes. In here, we can boldly join together crying, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Out there, if we say Jesus' name, we've probably just stubbed our toe. The world is a rough place. And there's lots of bad stuff that goes on every day. And of course, scary news makes much better headlines, keeps people tuned in, and so we're bound to hear more bad than good. We live in a culture that glorifies sin and belittles morality and Christian faith. We live in a world that seems intent on accommodating evil while stifling virtue and common sense. We're surrounded on every side by sin and treachery, pain and suffering, death and darkness. And since we spend most of our time in that environment, it's easy to lose hope. It's easy to forget about Jesus' death and resurrection for you. It's easy to wonder if Easter really is any kind of victory at all for us. But brothers and sisters in Christ, take heart. Because our Easter victory, it's real. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. He suffered and died upon the cross to take away the guilt of your sin. He is now risen from the grave. The stone has been rolled back so the whole world can look inside and see that he is not here, but he is risen as he said. The tomb is empty because life has conquered death and Jesus lives Easter is indeed a day of victory for our Lord, and by His grace, it is a day of victory for us as well. We have been united with Him by baptism, in a death like His and a resurrection like His, and so His victory is our victory. When this body lies down in the sleep of death, we know without a doubt that it will rise again just as Jesus did. By grace, through faith, Because Jesus has forgiven our sins, we know that death is no longer our master. Christ will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and we will stand before him in innocence and holiness. For by his blood, he has washed us clean of all of our guilt. Our Easter victory will be realized in full on that last day, when we are carried in our Lord's loving arms, to that eternal paradise that he has prepared for us and that he has won for us. We will rise again to new life, eternal life, with God in heaven. Because of Christ's Easter victory, we are given eternal victory. For by his cross, by his empty tomb, you are forgiven of all of your sins, and eternal life in heaven is yours. 
and we might think that that's about it. That our Easter victory is just something far off in the distance. Something down the road a ways. Something that we have to wait until we die for. We might be tempted to think that we will have Easter victory when Christ returns in glory, but until that time, this wicked world will just have its way with us, and we just have to grit our teeth, put our heads down, and keep slogging through until we finally get to something good. We might think that our faith in Jesus' death and resurrection are eventually going to pay off, but not for a while. But you know what? We'd be wrong. Because even now, even in this world of sin and death and darkness, the glorious eternal victory of Easter is ours. As sinners living in a sinful world, we are so quick to forget all of God's goodness and blessings that he gives to us each and every day. We see bad things and we say, Lord, why would you let that happen? But when we see good things, how often do we say, Lord, thank you for letting that happen? Because despite all the pain and suffering in our lives and in the world around us, our gracious Lord and Father constantly blesses us, fills our lives with miracles, grants us bountiful goodness that we don't deserve. It might be annoying to pay our taxes, But what a blessing it is to have a stable government and so many public services that many countries don't have. Sure, our family might be kind of loud sometimes, but what a blessing to have people who love us, care for us, bring us so much joy. Yes, it is horrifying what is happening in the world around us as terrorists seek to destroy any who oppose them. But what a grand blessing it is to see so many refugees driven out by those terrorists, hear the word of Christ for the first time, and come to saving faith after years of hearing only lies and false religion. And this isn't just finding the silver lining in our clouds or the power of positive thinking. This is our Easter victory, that God is blessing us day in and day out in so many ways. We're healthy enough to come to church today, even if we're limping. We're given a beautiful sunrise. There is going to be a rockin' good breakfast here in just a little while. We have homes and friends, clothing and shoes, food and drink. We have cars, gas that's not $5 a gallon. We have toys and video games. We have so many luxuries that we actually complain about not having enough space to properly store them all. We are blessed beyond measure, blessed richly each and every day, blessed by our Easter victory. Oh, but pastor, you might say, how is this Easter victory? This is just our everyday stuff that God always gives us. Exactly right. Do you know why God gives you those things? Because of Easter. Because Jesus took away our sin. Because Jesus reconciled the world to God and made you his beloved child instead of his eternal enemy. Because Jesus sacrificed himself to atone for all the wrong that we have done so that this world can be loved by God. Jesus' death and resurrection are the only reason that anyone, believer or pagan, has anything good at all. Without that Easter victory, this world would be completely and utterly ruled by Satan, 
abandoned by God to eternal death and darkness, and there would be no good thing for us whatsoever. But because of Jesus and his cross, because of his empty tomb, God has mercy. God blesses his children and fills us with good things. He calls out in mercy and love to those lost in sin and darkness, proclaiming to even those who hate him the good news of salvation through Christ alone. Everything that we have, all of the blessings that we take for granted, every good thing that happens to us, it happens only because of our Easter victory. And even if all of those earthly things are taken from us, we are still victorious. For God's love is shown to us not just in earthly trinkets and toys, but in his eternal, abiding, never-ending, sacrificial love. And this is where our Easter victory really shines, even in the darkest of our days. We may not always have as much money in the bank as we think we should, but we have the gracious, undeserved love of our Heavenly Father. Our earthly treasures and blessings, they won't last, but the love of God does. God's love for you isn't reflected in the square footage of your home, but in what he is willing to pay so that you can be with him. And what he's willing to pay is everything. Jesus Christ, God himself in the flesh, willingly went to the cross under the weight of your sin. He willingly paid your full penalty, suffering for every transgression, every evil thought, every wrong and sinful thing that you ever have or will do. He gave everything, gave his eternal life over to death so that you could be spared from eternal hell. And then he rose again from the grave to give you eternal life so that you could be with him not just here on earth, but forever in that perfect paradise of heaven. That's what our Easter victory is all about. God's love for us both now and forever. There in heaven, we will know that victory in full. We will gather around his glorious throne, set free from all sin and suffering and pain and death, and we will joyfully serve him forever. But even now, we reap the fruits of our Easter victory as God fills our lives with so many blessings. And as great as all our earthly blessings and daily miracles are, they pale in comparison to the spiritual blessings that we are given daily. We know the unending love of God. We know that heaven is ours because of Jesus' death and resurrection. We have Christian peace even in the midst of heartache and tribulation. We know without a doubt that even if this world takes every single thing from us, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And even if we lose our very lives, even death has been swallowed up in victory. And we will rise again to new life, better life, eternal life with Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. This is our shout of Easter victory, not just here in the church, but every single day of our lives, because our Easter victory is stronger than the evil of this world. It is greater than the lies of Satan. It is more powerful than even death itself. Every single day we rejoice because we have been given this Easter victory. No matter how bad things might seem, 
no matter how dark this world gets, no matter how much terror and suffering and garbage is heaped upon our lives, as Christians, we can confidently rejoice in our Easter victory each and every day. Because by the cross of Jesus Christ alone, by his empty tomb alone, by all that he has done for you, you are forgiven of all of your sins, and eternal life in heaven is yours. To God alone be all glory, now and forever. Amen.